Greetings, everyone, and thanks for joining us for another edition of the Floochcast. Uh, I am very, very happy to say that we are going to get a little bit prehistoric in our conversation today because I am very happy to welcome back to the show our friend Andrew Franks, partner at Boss Fight Studio. And Andrew is here to talk about um, all things Sorazoric Warriors with us today. Andrew, thanks for joining. No problem, Nick. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we were able to sync back up um, to have a conversation about these new guys um, because uh, they're getting ready to release soon. And really um, going back and looking at, you know, kind of what's happened between the last time we uh, were able to have a conversation on here, you guys had a pretty busy first quarter with uh, new things like skeletons and more Popeye stuff dropping and whatnot. And uh, Sorazoic Warriors are getting ready too. So uh it's been busy for you, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in 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 an absolute good way, um, which, which uh, yeah, mostly good, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. It, it's funny when we talked about scheduling this. Um, the very next day, my pile of loot shipped. So uh, I got Popeye series two, including this bastard, um, in uh in the mail. So I'm very very happy um to uh get them. So I don't know. We'll talk. We'll talk dinosaurs mostly, but I may try to needle you with a little bit of uh, information on a couple other things too at the end, if uh, as long as you're game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say that uh, we are expecting to receive the main quantity of Popeye at our warehouse this week uh wave two uh things big bad seems to get things uh first when they take it right out of the factory uh maybe it's just their their proximity to something I don't know they they they've got that drop shipping uh down pat because I think that happens with with a lot of things when they get them ahead of everything else so uh I it, it was one of those things like I think Popeye and some new Marvel Legends hit my pile of loot on the same day and I was like ship it ship it this is what I've been waiting for so I'm not do you, complaining <laughs> do you ever do the thing where you where you get the alert that something comes in and then you immediately go to the link and try to ship it but it's too soon. It hasn't it's processed yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, that that happened a couple of times back. I'm trying to remember what it was, but yeah, it's like I had to sit and wait for like 15 minutes, and I'm like, all right, all right, let's 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 do it here. So yeah, it, but it, it's always fun to get a, a giant box of toys because I've I've gotten to be pretty disciplined with like waiting to ship and really taking advantage of oh 499 shipping yeah. for a box that weighs more than my smallest child um but yeah uh sometimes when stuff comes in it's like i don't care if i still have another month of eligibility for my oldest item the stuff's coming at me now yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but um Sorozoic Warriors. Uh, this is this is a a a a property that uh, you know it's it's your guys's original um, mm -hmm. in-house IP that you announced last year, um, mm -hmm. and we had a chance to kind of talk about it um, in uh, you know in the mid-production state of it the last time that you were on here. But um, we're getting very very close now, I think, to um, these starting to arrive. So. Um, I have to remember that even if I've been really excited for something new to hit and kind of been, you know, hip deep in the weeds of following it along and and knowing what's coming, I have to remember to be respectful to the fact that um, sometimes tuning into a show like this is someone's first time hearing uh, about a new line. So if it's okay, what I'm going to do is I took a few pictures um, of this first 
assortment. And, and we've got some things to go through right here, but I'm just providing a little bit of like background um, visual on here because I was going to ask you if you could take us really through um, the story about these impossibly neon, amazing, like, um, you know, dinosaur warriors, just so that everybody can kind of get an idea as to, you know, where the thought came from and how, you know, the, the development, which I think, you know, was a labor of love for several years. Um, and, and now they are finally coming to fruition because I'd like to get your thoughts on the feeling of how that is for you at this point, right? Yeah, not just several years, about a decade. Wow, wow. So, yeah. So so yeah. How, did, so how did it all start? I mean, just take take us from the beginning, if you don't mind. <laughs> so we had, when we, when we were first putting the other boss fight, um, we, we had, uh, come up with a sort of a few different concepts of, of what could be our first product line out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Right. At that point, we were still doing lots of work for hire, but we were trying to say, you know, what, what is, what is the line that makes the most sense to come out with for original product? And, and these guys were something that I, that I had going in my sketchbook and I was kicking around and entertaining all of these ideas that would have made them cost way too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so it was, it basically came down to, this was something I really wanted to do mm -hmm. to sort of pay uh, in large part, pay homage to a lot of the toy lines of the late 80s and early 90s that I really, really loved. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a lot harder to wrap my brain around the concept and the aesthetic um, than, uh, you know, some of the other concepts we were toying around with were. Um, and, you know, as you know, the, the Vitruvian Hacks four-inch figures were uh, our first product line um mm -hmm. to hit the market with the original kickstarter and everything um and yeah it it really took uh years and years of these stewing and um bringing uh a bunch of really good uh creative partners in um to sort of nail these guys down and and sort of figure out how to move forward with these as as a sort of coherent product line um, that I felt was was really achieving uh, what we what we were going for. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, um, in in your photo here, you you see the Ceratopsian guard, um, who's the army builder mm -hmm. in the first wave, and then you see uh, Range Brachian, and uh, then you see Mar Osis and Triax Skyver. And uh, and and Triax was the um, the first character mm -hmm. uh, that I came up with originally uh, with with the designs um, because quite frankly Triceratops is great yeah and um, you know I wanted to I wanted to make sure we made something really compelling but also uh, sort of stayed away from from anything else that that might be out there that was too similar sure. um, so. Uh, so yeah, it it really took a while, but um, but bringing on some great collaborators um, like Les McLean and Chris Hicks, um, who helped out a lot with the character designs, um, 
you know, that that really let us uh, bring it to where it is now. Yeah. So as you said, the development time bringing on creative partners um, is fantastic. Now, was this when, when you were able to finally reveal them um, as an offering as kind of your next original um, IP line that you were going to be doing? Was that just the culmination of, OK, we've gotten to where we wanted to be with it. And so we're going to go with it now. Or was there other thing about, you know, the timing of it that just felt like this was the time to to introduce these to the world? Yeah, it, it was it was a couple different factors. It was, um, you know, it uh, it felt like it was time for us to look at another original product line, mm -hmm. um, and uh, also it it felt like sort of the the nostalgia for that era had had sort of uh, you know built to such an extent that um you know coming coming out with these would would really have the maximum impact now mm -hmm. yeah well and and you know you mentioned going through it because i think sometimes people take not not for granted it's just there's not a lot of understanding of what it goes into um, to really bring a well-developed original concept because honestly there are so few of them in our kind of collective corner these days as far as original properties um, in, in action figure lines but not only does it take developing the figures themselves um, but I, I I've taken a bunch of pictures of, of this first series and they're going to go up on the front page you, you know um, I, I'm going to unpin I'm going to stop sharing this um, for, for just a moment, just because, you know, the back of the packaging, which, mm -hmm. you know, when we were all kids, this was the information. This was the story. Yeah. So often, you know, you see this and it's like, okay, there's a little blurb about this, but you guys have really gone through as far as the development and talking about, and this one's for Mar, um, mm -hmm. just because he's my favorite of the first wave. I'll just give that away um, right now. But there is a well thought out story um, going mm -hmm. on for each one of these characters that obviously comes up to a, a larger story. Is that something that you have to think closely about when you are deciding, okay, this is what we're going to do in terms of characters and how to carry the story or, or are you just kind of taking it as, you know, we'll build on it as we go. Yeah. Um, there, there is not a, you know, a broad plan uh -huh. written in advance. Um, but, you know, and and each of us, each of us at Boss Fight works a little bit differently. But basically, I had um, very, very vague sort of notes about the characters in the world. Like this guy is kind of like this, mm -hmm. um, and so we gave that to our pal uh, Patty Lennon, who does a lot of the writing for us, and uh, and he sort of fleshed it out, um, and and. Yeah, we're we're really happy with where it's going. We've got a little um preview comic mm -hmm. um that was drawn uh by Robert Wilson, who's a great guy. And uh he also did the illustrations on the box. And story story has always been um an sort of important element. You know, it 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 makes the toy it, it just adds substance to the toy when yeah. the character has a background and motivations and stuff. 
Um, and, and, you know, it, it's really that sort of thing really feels like it's, uh, lacking on mm -hmm. a lot of product these days. So, so it's always something we've tried to include, uh, on our original stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's funny because the story is original in and of itself, but at, at the same time, you know, you mentioned some of those late eighties, early nineties influences and, and we'll get to that because I've got some comparison things and whatnot that I want to talk about and the color palette and everything that's going along with it. But, mm -hmm. um, the story is original in and of itself, but at the same time, it felt like, you know, this is, feels like it's coming out of kind of the same, and I use this term strange in a very positive way, the strange creative space that was going on with some of the, um, you know, properties that were, you know, popular back then, because, um, you know, this because of the scale and the style of these, I know a lot of people said, oh, these are going to go, you know, great along with your Masters of the Universe figures and whatnot. But I've seen some of the comments online and it was the first thought for me is it's like, well, these guys go right with Toxic Crusaders even, which was one of those weird, you know, things. And, and it just feels like creatively you guys tapped into that pulse really well for that time being, but still original and modern, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there, there is no denying that, that there are some product lines uh, that are, were very, very influential on mm -hmm. the, the core ideas here in the look. Um, uh, but hopefully it's also uh, its own thing. Yeah, it's it to me. So when I, you know, I mentioned Toxic Crusaders, but before that, when I was even younger, um, the play school, definitely dinosaurs. And I remember you know, <laughs> the commercials, they're big and strong and tough. It's like, man, if, the, if those dinosaurs kind of found their way into, you know, uh, 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 <laughs> becoming, you know, post-apocalyptic, but prehistoric warriors at the same time. It's like, they kind of have that feel too, where it's there, yeah. they've got a good chunk to them and, yeah. and, and they're, they're, you know, dinosaurs as you kind of think about and envision them as a kid, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. The goal here was, was um, never to make a realistic dinosaur uh -huh. or, uh, something based on like current paleontological theory. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Dave Silva is doing a great job with with that on his stuff. Yeah, uh, those are amazing. And and so yeah, it was really uh, just make it as like toy mm -hmm. and and like like sort of what's the right way to put it. Just sort of like fundamental and you know just just infuse it with you know, that, that kid like wonder and imagination. Yeah. Cause uh, I, I always say that the foremost experts on dinosaurs on this planet are of course, those who study them academically and then children between the ages of like five and, and 12, because yeah. dinosaurs for some reason hit, they just hit big for everybody um, then. And I put myself back to that and I was like, Hey, you know, if I would have had these with my toxic crusaders and, you know, I was a little bit older, that would have been rad. But then I was thinking about it. no, when I was really in that, like the the height of the the dinosaur craze at that certain age, it's like I would have gone absolutely bananas then as I am now um, for something like this. But you, you yeah. know, you, you mentioned the first series, and and I wanted to you know kind of pull you know I've got Donatello here because I always have a Donatello um, close at hand, so people can um, just just get a get, get a handle on it because even with pictures and whatnot, it's hard to portray. But I mean, th these yeah. these guys are something that fit into the palm of your hand, and mm -hmm. in the best way, 
feel mm -hmm. like fun toys, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they did, yeah, they did start out life uh, a little larger, uh -huh. and and I had and I had uh, printed out um, the designs at size, uh, and ultimately we took a look at it and we were like, it's it's too much. They're too huge. Yeah, uh, they need they need to sort of exist in the realm of of that sort of retro toy size and and so they got a little smaller um and i and i'm very very happy with where they are size wise you get all the function you want but they're still you know chunky yeah there there is a there, there's a lot going on and 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 i said it just because because i, I want to kind of get your your thought on it uh too eventually but seeing these um and the colors because toys and colors with me have always been a, a big deal it's like I, I always take it back to the whole merman thing it's like i will you know die on the hill that merman's always been my favorite masters of the universe character because he has mm -hmm. been for his characterization but also when i was a kid it was his colors i, I it was his yeah. colors that like drew him into me yeah. um originally and so upon seeing a couple of these guys uh i was like you know range brachian with that neon blue and then the pink and then you know the other kind of like in between like reddish pink neon colors i thought this guy is gonna be my favorite one of the bunch easily and yeah. i still love him but then mar <laughs> got here and it's like are you kidding me he's got this giant gun a uh, leather jacket with the sleeves cut off and and all the sails on him and and, and the tail and whatnot um so so this I, I love range, but but Mar was the one that 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 took the crown for me once these were in hand. Um, <laughs> I know it's hard to choose because it's like picking through your children. But uh, of all these guys, do you have a, a favorite out of series one? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think deco wise, I think range ranges is probably. Uh, the one that that sort of has the the most immediate impact uh-huh you know it's the one that really jumps out at you but um but all of them are just you know i'm i'm very happy with where we landed color wise i think you know maybe it's that i'm a bit of a contrarian but um i've I've never bought into that idea that everything needs to be, you know, grays and browns and blacks, um, you know, super desaturated to, you know, in some some sort of false realism, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, no, no, no. And and also, you know, I spent a lot of years working on Star Wars, and yeah. there is <laughs> there isn't enough color on a lot of those characters either. So that may have pushed me further into that yeah. realm. Um I'm, but yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say I, I'm I'm with you because yeah. to me color is an important thing, as I just said. But you know, I like because of these, and then you know the work that the Plunderlings team does with yeah. them, and even Mattel with Masters of the Universe Origins. Yep. Because, don't get me wrong, I love classics. There is a muted quality to classics, though that that Origins said no, we're gonna go with those bright colors. I'm glad to see that yeah. you know you guys and some others. Are embracing that a little bit because fun toys are fun and damn yeah. it neon blue or i'm sure there's a better name for that that color and and hot pink weapons yeah th this is what i need <laughs> yeah yeah 
yeah it feels um it despite it being you know this real throwback it, it kind of feels thrash fresh in this sort of environment doesn't it yeah yeah it apps it absolutely does and it, it, if you're going to do you know dinosaur warriors with blasters gas masks and things of that nature um bringing i i would say bringing it down a notch by doing realistic muted colors just it, that that doesn't compute so when yeah. you see neon orange and pink with kind of a coppery color too on top of a green you know green dinosaur with some nice airbrushing and different different shades on there yeah. it all works in the most again this is a positive turn in the most ridiculous way right <laughs> and i love it that way <laughs> yeah yeah. So, so these, th this first series is, is getting ready to ship. Um, have, have, have they been released from the factory yet? And they're on their way because it, admittedly, I guess I should mention these were samples that you were kind enough yeah. to send my way um, to take a look at. Yep. They are, they are on their way. Um, I don't know if the boat's on the water yet, but um, they're on their way. They were, they were just finishing up what my last couple of comments, um, which was we had to add uh, really the easiest comment in the world. We had to add a couple more uh, ties it, wow. to the tray to, to hold them in because we were getting yeah. some paint rubs on the samples. Um, but otherwise, they were the factory just nailed them. They, uh, yeah. they really did a great job. They, they they did, and that and that that is another thing we talked about colors that um, more and more, especially these days, is is. Uh, quality in, and thoughtful engineering uh, when it comes to, you know, making a figure like this. And, and I'll be honest with you, having kids of my own, if they're into something like this, there's no qualms about them, you know, playing the way kids do and having dinosaurs smash against each other because these are, you know, um, solid, chunky um and they have strong joints that are still at the, at the at the same time very very fluid so they've got a lot working um for themselves even you know with long necks and sails and spikes and tails and things like that yeah right? <laughs> yeah. yeah with 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 hacks we we very much started at that like 15 and up adult collector mm -hmm. um, thing and and as we've been getting better at the whole process of everything and figuring out a little more of what's needed we've been trying to um claw back that that age range on a lot of our stuff um so these these guys are uh eight and up um, and, uh, and I think that's, that's where we're comfortable with, with a lot of our product is, is placing it right there because, you know, if you're going to put that on the package, you do actually have to spend time and money testing the product, right? Um, that's not cheap or easy. So, yeah, well, and, and again, cause we touched on it before that eight and up range, that's the, that's the prime, prime dino age, um, as far as, as kids go. So, um, that's, that, that, that's wonderful. So they're getting very close, um, to arriving. And, um, I know I will mention they are still available, uh, for pre-order, um, at various places. Our, our friends and partners, Big Bad Toy Store, obviously can go there, um, and, and order those because, um, you don't want to miss out um, on these, not only for this first series, but we're going to move into it here in just a moment. You guys have got uh, you, you a while back. You guys uh, 
kind of revealed and talked about your future plans. So maybe we can kind of uh, get into that now, because uh, again, you were kind enough to share some uh, images with me. And I would like to get back um, to that because one of the first things that I think is coming up next is actually a Big Bad Toy Store exclusive, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is the exclusive Nightlands range bracket. I have one here. And then we can okay, compare. Let's, let's check that out then. We can compare. So there it is. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you can see that our brilliant product uh, package designer, Dave Reeves, has sort of uh, changed up the colors a little uh -huh. bit to make the exclusive extra special. We get a new illustration on the side. Yeah. Uh, so, and there's even a unique bio to tell the story. Um, so yeah, he should be, he should be shipping to them soon as well. Awesome. And, and the, the um, Nightlands uh, variation on him isn't something that's in a vacuum either, um, which, which we'll start talking about here. So you, you mentioned telling the unique story in, in the bio. Um, I, I haven't read it yet, um, but I, I would assume that it helps to kind of set the, set the, set the stage for, uh, more that is coming, um, in, in, in that corner uh, of the universe, as far as that goes. So, um, let's, let's, let's talk about that then. Cause I'm going to come down here. One of the figures in the second series is the Nightlands Triax Skyver, um, yes. as well, who we are now used to seeing in very bright green, but he is in the black and white deco. Yes, yeah, um, this this is uh, something I had challenged um, one of our one of our freelancers, uh, Indy Kelly, to uh, come up with a bunch of different sort of mission specific decos mm -hmm. um for these guys and uh this was one of the ideas that came up i really wanted uh i really wanted to let me put it this way i i actually love doing redecos and mm -hmm. i know i know that that's kind of uh a, a bit of a controversial statement in toy collector circles but i i love the creative challenge of making something that that still looks cool and really means something and and looks different um with just the deco yeah and and i definitely wanted to come up with some some really over the top silly uh stuff to go with these guys mm -hmm. um and uh so we we sort of put these these ideas to um another one of our great freelancers henry hall who uh does amazing uh, render work for us and he sort of uh finalized the whole concept here and and came up with this um and and yeah it is it is a specific mission and a specific event that involves both uh triax and range mm -hmm. and uh you know hopefully people really uh dig having that uh story element to it yeah um, i also thought it was really fun to uh sort of split them up like that like have one be uh an exclusive and the other one be sort of a mainline item i thought i thought that just added some interest yeah yeah well you know when when you talk about different decoing and things like that it's i i think it's all dependent on the success of the realization of a, of a redeco and now you're taking a you know 
fighting dinosaur man figure and putting him in a black and white deco which um you know gives kind of that wink and nod to you know the way that we see dinosaurs uh these days in museums with kind of the the a little bit of the you know bone motif on there um which which is a really really fun idea the the thing that i wanted to ask you about because obviously you know that part of the deco is very striking but then when looking at him the other thing that i went to is kind of the way that the armor is is colored on here and, and i'm kind of you know wondering what what effect that is is, you know, um, as far as what's being done there uh, with the decoing or, or whatever on on the armor on this guy? Yeah, that's that's going to be a metallic. Um, I believe it's an 8503, which is a uh, a really sort of dark blue, um, mm -hmm. almost black uh, metallic, which is which is a, a just an amazing color. And, yeah. and I think it'll look uh, incredible when we when we start seeing the samples on this deco. Awesome. Awesome. And so, um, you know, not just for Triax, but, you know, for the rest of them that we're going to be talking about here in just a moment. Um, where are things kind of in the, you know, development and production life cycle for this next series now? Yeah, two is is just going into tooling. Um, we just finished the last couple of tweaks on, um, you know, just a couple of things to get the range of motion right, and and you know, a couple little sort of function notes about accessory storage and stuff, and and um, they all look amazing. Um, I've I've you know now I wish I'd I'd boxed up the uh, fine cuts and brought them home with me so I could wave them at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but they are at the office. Um but uh yeah, I'm I'm very pleased with where with where 2 is going and and 3 is looking pretty rad as well, but we're not ready. <laughs> oh, well, um you know, when when you talk about that as far as the, you know, fine cuts and whatnot go, obviously as we've talked about tracks is a redeco, so mm -hmm. I would imagine a lot of the, you know, work on that was kind of mostly done um or 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 a lot of it was done uh with the first series figure but then we're getting into some some new and unique characters here um which i'm having trouble picking <laughs> which one out of this group um is my favorite but stays akiden sure yeah yeah okay okay but but the 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 point here is is that i think he is he is a dinosaur that has become um very very popular i think um in recent years um and uh i really 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 love the kind of that that deep like almost kind of maroonish color matched with like this metallic red it's wild it's wild on the on the scale of range here but man this <laughs> is a striking figure even before it's a figure <laughs> oh thank you um yeah uh it's definitely something where i i kept going back and forth wanting to play in that sort of magenta maroon kind mm -hmm. of wine color something in there um and uh and i'm really pleased with with where we ended up on this guy i think it i think it's got a lot of punch visually that's it's got to be i mean i mean uh, here i'm being you know egocentric and kind of inserting myself into your position but man it's got to be fun playing with those colors and deciding you know what this is freaking crazy but this is the perfect line to be putting these together right <laughs> it's it really it really is 
the product line where at least deco wise i feel like we're we're able to really really create something unique mm -hmm. and and um really you know sort of stretch what's possible and what's you know what's believable yeah. and what's going to work and um there's a lot of back and forth on the team with does this work does you know and um but yeah yeah this this guy uh, very pleased with where he's ended up he's got that that sort of samurai motif he's missing the eye he's got that huge club yeah um, so yeah it's pretty rad well and and i i think the way of the industry, the world, whatever you want to call it right now, is that a lot of times action figure lines are successful with a big factor of that is, is how well they can build a library of various parts and pieces in order to expand and keep growing while tempering, you know, the always rising costs of what action figure production really, really is. So am I, yeah. am I correct in seeing a little bit of Mar in this guy yeah. too then? Yeah, yeah, he uses a few parts uh like the limbs uh from Mar um and and you know definitely has sort of the same general uh posture. Yeah. But um the torso and all the armor and the head and the gear all new on on him, but but yeah, it was definitely like like how can we meaningfully reuse some of the tooling? Well, while still making sure it, it felt really fresh. Well, and and that is that's the success of it, right? Because to me, I'm an advocate of that, not only from an economic standpoint, but also from a cohesion standpoint, because instantly he fits and he looks like he goes with not only Mar, but but the rest. But at the same time, you're right. He doesn't, I mean, aside from him saying these guys go together, but they're not the same. It, 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 it ends there. And I think that's really successful here um, as well. So this is, this is exciting. I, I've, I'm, I'm loving the look of him. <laughs> okay. So joining him um, and, and, and obviously Triax then is one that is um, a little bit of a, divergent take um on on and and that's pava here um let's talk about this one because i see some of the influences coming through on here but then again this has more of the raptor feel to it right <laughs> she's she's uh she's an archaeopteryx uh -huh. um so she she is definitely um at home having the the feathers yeah um in our sort of very kid-esque dinosaur uh realm mm -hmm. um and and yeah we we you know we we usually like to include sort of as much of a gender balance in our product as we can yeah and, and the challenge was a little larger here um with these dino guys mm -hmm. and uh so it, it took us a little while to nail down um the look that that both you know suggested that she you know she's a little feminine but um you know also uh you know can can totally kick ass and and aesthetically you know really really works with the other guys and uh and i'm i'm pretty happy with with where we ended up here with her um that uh that blue that orange airbrush hit on the on the blue i think works pretty well yeah uh, 
and there's some there's some very deliberate choices here to um really make her feel uh toyetic mm-hmm. um down to uh the the swords being all orange yeah uh, that was that was a very deliberate choice to make sure it it felt very fantastic and very toy mm-hmm. um, and that that one or- orange shuriken on the bandolier it's like oh is that her heat shuriken i don't know <laughs> but uh i i felt like you know some some little choices like that really really helped um drive home some of these these story aspects and and you know suggest some neat stuff well you're you're it's coming through um because my you know i didn't want to make the assumption but my first assumption was is that hey we're seeing the first female um character in this line and that 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 does pull through as far as that goes and my second thought was is that um because you mentioned the airbrushing of you know the 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 going from the orange to the blue it's like i'm already thinking about how i need a whole clan of you know <laughs> this uh, of, of of different colors um and and some different flourishes on each one of these because i i really think that the design and as you said the way that the colors transition and whatnot from one to the next they just lend themselves to the palette that you're working on as far as endless opportunities from going from one color to the next in mm-hmm. some really crazy awesome ways <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah Okay. All right. So that is the third figure um, in wave two. And then finally, we have Seth Rawson. Um, and and I, if I'm mispronouncing these, please, you know, um, get, you know, get, I mean, I, I've I, only said them once or twice myself. I'm not <laughs> sure there has been a, a, a hard decision on the pronunciation. <laughs> so you're fine. But um, this one on, on first glance to me, when, when you guys first revealed them uh, was the one that I was like, Oh man, the play up of, you know, cause I'm familiar with the dinosaur obviously, but having that go into a helmet and just the thought is that we've got one of these crazy dudes who's going to be running through walls now, um, in, in this, this line, um, this is a really, th- there's a lot of fun choices with this guy too. Yeah. Yeah. We, we wanted, um, we wanted a guy who was both sort of a bruiser and also we could, we could bring in some sort of uh sort of medieval knight themes um mm-hmm. in his armor and gear um and uh and yeah the uh the spikes on the the bone dome are really uh i think the element that really sells this guy i'm i'm very pleased with how those turned out yeah and i and i can tell from the render it's it's bringing across that there's going to be a, a kind of a metallic quality um to that echoing um yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's a it's a metallic blue and uh and yeah uh he's got that giant war hammer he's got kind of a flintlock pistol kind of thing going on uh-huh. and this curved sword thing um he he came together nicely yeah yeah um and 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 again you know, you're talking about the color palette and it's like, there are some, there are some similarities that, that happen, you know, as far as the greens go. And it's like, okay, again, it feels like a figure in wave two coming along perfectly to fit into wave one, but at the same time, um, being, being completely unique and looking at his build, he looks like he's got some 
thinner skinnier parts mm-hmm. than than yeah yeah he's he's a bit thinner mm-hmm. than most of the other figures um just to sort of you know a build up our tooling library from a practical yeah. but also make sure these guys all read as their own characters uh at you know sort of at a distance and make sure um that they they have each have that unique flavor yeah and 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 it may be the thinner the, the the thinner parts that are you know kind of pulling my brain that way so i'm i'll just ask is he is he one that maybe stands a little bit taller than kind of the i'm, I'm not saying like range brachian because of the you know neck and whatnot but he almost looks like he's slender but maybe slightly taller than the standard I'd, I'd, yeah i'd have to go and double check where we ended up on the height on him because there is there is a little back and forth um but it was it he's not He's definitely not um, significantly taller mm-hmm. uh, than the other figures, um, but uh, but yeah, he's 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 gonna read at nicely as as different. Yeah. I, well, and, and and I asked that too because, as you said, building up a, a tooling library, but then also when you start to put together a collection on the shelf, um, how it's arranged and how you can have it um on the shelf that that becomes that that's something that i don't know it, it's become more and more important to me i think over mm-hmm. time so you know when when you're taking pictures of these guys because admittedly they're a lot of fun to take pictures of it's having the different heights sizes and shapes to be able to put them together uh in in kind of a i don't know a stance or a display like mm-hmm. this it it makes that more dynamic. And I, and I feel like that I'm explaining it poorly, or maybe it's not a big deal to a lot of people, but when you can like have different shapes and heights uh, all within one collection, it, it really enhances that on the shelf, I think. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And you're communicating it well, so no worries. <laughs> well, um, yeah, no, it's really important. Absolutely. Well, um, so series one, like we said, is getting ready to hit. Series two is getting ready to go into tooling, which um, I never, just because I've been on, you know, a little bit on that side of it, I don't ever like to ask for, so when does that mean that they're going to be out? Because there are 101 things, million things that can happen um, between now and then. Um, But I think you mentioned that maybe trying to have series two out before the end of the year. Did I hear that correctly? That's, that's, what we're aiming for yeah Um, we will see if all proceeds smoothly um but but hopefully yeah that's that's the goal okay okay well that will give um something uh to look forward to um as far as continuing this story as well as uh the big bad toy store um exclusive range and i'm sorry i can't remember if i asked you about this do you have a an estimated time um for for him as well uh it should be fairly soon you yeah. know they're gonna. I I believe they're gonna take possession of it uh, over there. So um, you know it it could be any day. I okay. I don't I don't have the the tracking or so, anything. So pretty much right in line with series one for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It should be it should be you know soon. Uh, you know right in line. Not there should not be a significant delay between them. Okay. Well, I've uh, I've got I've got that pre ordered along with um, obviously a few more of the of the um ceratopsian uh 
army builder uh, as far as that go, guard. Um, so I'll be I'll be looking forward to that. But um, series two going into production now. You mentioned that you've got some things that are looking great for series three um, currently cooking. So I'm, you know, you guys are very good about doing your reveals and talking through them when you're ready to go. But um, you have any ideas to just when you're going to um, maybe start giving people peaks at, at what's going to be happening with series three? Um, I think peaks for those guys are probably still a couple of months off. Okay. Uh, but I think I think people will be really, really happy with uh, some of the guys uh, in this wave. Um, I think one of the uh, one of the questions I I've seen is um, why are we leaning so heavy on the uh, the the plant eating dinosaurs? And it's mm-hmm. and it's literally I'm just I'm just literally picking ones I like like there's yeah. a strategy there. Uh, um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, we're 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 gonna make sure there's there's a, a mediator in this series. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, I guess maybe even the, the ferocity will start to uh, uh, ramp up a little bit um, as far as that goes. And and you guys probably do one of your um, live streams and whatnot to do uh, the the reveals of of those possibly or just however it'll work out best for you. <laughs> probably. I don't know. It's a little ways yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I appreciate uh, you taking the time to kind of time this uh, with with you know me getting these in hand um, a little early, which is obviously appreciated. And uh, I'm going to have a full gallery um, and a bit of a write up um, for these uh, on the front page of the Foosh very very soon. I think I took. 117 pictures or or something so there's going to be there's going to be a bunch of them so it's going to be pretty um it's going to be pretty extensive as far as that goes but um we'll get this conversation up in timed and um hopefully uh you know I know the people who have known about these, um, which is some of the teases because pixel Dan, um, you know, he, his video went up, people are getting real excited. Um, so, uh, this is, this is an exciting time, not only for, you know, these being successful on their own terms, but is, is there, is there a different feeling when an original IP, um, is, is received as, as well. I mean, I've seen this be received very, very well. That's gotta be a little bit, even a different feeling for for you right to some degree yes um it's i'm really really pleased that uh people are getting what we're what we're trying to do because um uh i'm a weird guy and i get really excited about stuff like comic strips from from the 30s and uh you know there was there was an equal chance that Uh, nobody was going to get what I was doing with these, but I'm glad uh, that that people are sort of going, oh, it's it's just like this line that like could have existed in right. this all timeline, and and um, yeah, that that's very gratifying. Well, and and it's a. Uh... <sighs> personally i i would think being on that side of it coming up with an original ip and then you know creating action figures for it, there's something very complimentary about it too is that yes you're creating their own world and and these stand in in their own story and universe and whatnot but i think it's also it's really cool to see people say hey you know what that guy is going to go perfect with x y and z you know that i already have and he's going to be a new guy 
with with them if it's you know masters of the you know whatever else it is it's like being accessible outside of itself too that that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome as well (laughs) yeah yeah so uh you know i i can't wait until people start getting uh getting these in hand i mean other than you know the few samples we we had to send to reviewers um but uh but yeah hopefully they'll uh they'll still feel uh very positively uh about them when they get them in hand awesome well um that that is that is fantastic i would love to hopefully um you know maybe once some some of the teasers for series three start to get out there or um updates on the progress of series two um to circle back around with you and have conversation um as far as those go but the the four of the hour of the time right now is sorzork warriors series one um getting ready to hit soon guys these are these are a ton of fun um it's really something that's even hard to get that fully across until you have them in hand um so even if you're looking to you know take a chance on a new line with with one figure i I gotta be honest with you i'm not even gonna sit here and say which one it should be um because they they all bring their own unique you know fun um to it so um i'm hoping you know you're going to be hearing lots of positive feedback here um in the coming weeks so congratulations on the new line and uh, i'm already having fun with it thank you okay well um that was that was the majority of what I wanted to 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 hit you on um today because you know the, these are getting ready to hit. But as I mentioned, um I was gonna see series two Popeye just now um starting to arrive and uh it's got Wimpy, which is my favorite Popeye character, and I actually love poop deck pappy as much of a bastard as, as he is too. So yep. this this was a really strong wave for me. Um things uh moving along with with Popeye for you guys right now they sure are yeah there is a uh there is a wave three in motion and um as as the the rest of the team likes to tease me about publicly there are there are many many waves designed into the future uh just because I I get really excited about Popeye so you you can't hide that sir it's uh you know i i know on some of your various social media accounts to see the random old time popeye things that i know that you've like he found that doing research for something and it's just freaking crazy and i'm glad you i'm glad you share it so um not being able to hide it is is a is a good thing (laughs) (laughs) so uh, i'm excited i i have to say that um the the exclusive two pack with the fighting battle damage um popeye and and bluto again i, I feel like i've talked about it a, a lot during you know this so i i may be sounding like a broken record but the colors on that are really really striking the 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 kind of tealish blue colors in there it's like ooh that turned out really really nicely and it, it went really well with the the yellow the mustard and the maroon um in it too so um i i feel like i know popeye pretty well but i couldn't pinpoint that was that was that a color scheme that you guys came up with um or does that have roots somewhere specific yeah well one of the one of the really interesting things um about uh using these old comic strips as the primary source material mm-hmm is that um 
there would often be a tremendous variation in the way the characters were colored mm-hmm. from strip to strip. And um, so, so that, uh, that Popeye is, is definitely um, out of that. Um, it, it was definitely like, I'm, you know, the, the one in wave one is sort of what I view as the primary uh, color scheme yeah. for Popeye on the strip. But um but yeah, the 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 bright blue is is a really appealing one, and I knew I wanted to get that in somewhere. Um, the Bluto in that two pack is uh, a little bit made up because Bluto in his in his one appearance in in Seeger's run on the strip um, is never in color. He's, yeah. he's daily yeah. black and whites. Um, so there was there was some interpretation of okay, like. We, we sort of had to think, well, what are his what are his iconic colors from the animation and everything else, all the other merchandise and whatever. And and, you know, sort of what makes sense based on his appearance in the strip. And and so that the one in the two pack was was a little bit fun to come up with uh, that that variation, turn the pants up a little bit and mm-hmm. go with kind of the, the cartoon red long underwear on the sleeves. So, yeah. Yeah, well, um, it's a very striking um, package. Uh, uh, package. It's a very striking deco uh, pair, um, and I do like and appreciate that you can swap parts out so you can make both of those non-battle damage um, with with the with the pieces from from series one um, yeah. as well. So so that's cool. All right. Um, I usually don't indulge myself too much as far as this goes when talking about hypotheticals or things that that aren't there. So. I'm just going to assume that you probably considered this um, as as such a Popeye fan, but um, I have uh, kind of around this space um, in, in various parts of it, the the upper lighted up placards that are on old arcade machines. And I happen mm-hmm. to know for a fact that you have a certain arcade machine as I well. Do. The a, a possible video game tribute has had to have crossed your mind at some point, right? <laughs> it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely been in the mix. You yeah. know what's what's amazing is um, before I really started digging into it, I sort of had the NES version of that game in my head, and I was like, it's fine, you know, whatever. But when you see the actual arcade screens from that game um it's it's actually remarkably good and uh accurate uh character sprites and and they look great and there's some fantastic um deco variations in there um bluto is pink yeah. in one of the levels yeah. uh, so yeah it's definitely something <clears throat> we've considered we'd like to do yeah uh, we're sort of waiting for the right timing um to be able to to do something like that of, of course and that was one that uh there was when i was a kid there was a barbecue restaurant here in town that my dad would go to and take us with quite often and they had that popeye um arcade game and man i love playing it but i was never i mean i was like five or six years old i was never good it's at hard it. dude it's hard, it's hard. It's i old, can't old nintendo games nintendo yeah. company games they're hard yeah. as hell um, it's it's meant to keep you know, spending those quarters. It's yeah. Not yeah. And and now there is a, a barcade here in town um, that has the game too. And damn it, if I don't 
end up gravitating towards that one more than any. And I can't say that I've gotten a whole lot better at it um, in that time, but I just love to play it simply because it's such a trip that Popeye as a video game back in the early eighties was a big deal. And it's like, well, that was kind of removed somewhat from his prime and whatnot, but it works so well. So it's like, hopefully the time and place arrive because having a ha- having a set um, based off of, or, or in tribute to that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping for an opportunity to do those. Um, we're, we're in talks um, with a lot of new retailers and distributors and, um, you know, maybe depending on how those go and how sales go, um, you know, we'll have the avenue to do something like that. Okay. Well, I, I, I appreciate you uh, indulging that conversation just a little bit. And like I said, I only brought it up because I was 100% positive that you had already thought a lot about it. Um, so I, I figured I figured I would ask. Okay. But then finally, the other property that I can't let go not talked about here is is that um you guys recently gave a little bit of an update on the flange doozer from the fraggle rock line um so i was just going to check in and see how things are going as far as his production series one and possibly beyond right now yeah um flange is the the sort of uh preview figure um of of the first wave he's coming out first and he's going really well we just um finalized the packaging on him it looks fantastic it's even got a short little bio um so uh so yeah flange is not too far away um i think they'll they'll be going into production on him soon um, and then uh, Fraggle Wave 1 uh, should follow fairly quickly uh, after that. Um, and and I'm very, very pleased with with how they're going. Um, you know, so so I can't wait to share more images and, and more news about Fraggle. It's that line is an absolute joy to work on. Oh, that 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 that's really exciting um for me because it's it's not a long time coming with you guys making them fraggles as great action figures um is a long time coming so to see you guys working on them and the progress that's being made thus far because again i'll focus on the minutiae but maybe you know that's important there's like even with the update that you showed um for flange it's like that texture is is coming up that it's there it, it came through really nicely so um well it, our, it, our I, I focus on but <laughs> yeah no i i can't i am literally in awe of the work uh our sculpting team uh fred and tony uh have have done on on the fraggle stuff it is uh just phenomenal it's it's beyond what i expected wow uh, well um Obviously, I'm very much looking forward to um, the progress on Series 1 and then hopefully when the time is right um, to be hearing about Series 2 as well. Oh, so. there's Nick, you, you know there's lots of Fraggle plans. All <laughs> sorts of good Fraggle plans. Oh, um, that that's 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 awesome, exciting. So I can't wait. And and again, I'm sure I will be pestering you um, once there's new stuff to show um, to come back and talk about uh, that as well. But Absolutely. Um, 
Andrew, thank you so much for your time. As always, it's always a wonderful conversation um, with you, no matter what um, we're, we're talking about. And today, as we said, focusing on Sorozoic Warriors Series 1, which are getting ready to hit your, um, not only your guys's uh, shop, but kind of favorite retailers out there. If you haven't yep. pre-ordered, um, you can definitely go out to Big Bad Toy Store um, as, as one of those to do that as well, because again, you don't want to miss out on these guys. So um, thanks for joining us once again. Um, wishing you obviously nothing but success uh, with this new line. And hopefully we'll get to uh, talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. All right. Well, guys, thanks to everyone um, for tuning in again um, this week. Like I said, uh, we'll put a link in the description for all of the pictures um, that I will have on the front page of the Foosh. As I mentioned, you can check out um, Pixel Dan as well for a video uh, review on these. But uh, go get your Sorozoric Warriors um, pre-ordered because um, they're a lot of fun and it sounds like a lot of good things are in the mix for the future. So, um, Andrew, once again, thank you very much. And until next time, we'll catch everybody on the Foosh. See you later, guys.